You're listening to Let's go. the Second Opinion Podcast. Second Opinion on what? I think we should get a second opinion. Where all things gaming are on our mind all the time. That's all I can think about. Just like the name says, we might have some different opinions. So get yelling, laughing, crying, and of course some very opinionated gamers. Here are your hosts, Celeb, Bolt, and TJ. Yet again, things have been crazy, as you know, Bolts. Well, we live in in the meth United States of Palestine, Texas. The meth. The meth. Do we? I, I, I don't. I don't think drugs. You know what? No, you know it's not meth. I saw something on Facebook the other day, and it was about uh, uh we uh the Palestinian PD and uh some kind of task force captured like five uh human trafficking uh. People. Yeah, bro. Here in yeah, Palestine? Here in Powtown, bro. No way. Yeah, bro. it's crazy, though. I'm crazy. What's up, guys? Episode 322 is finally here. It's your boy Celeb back again. I'm glad to be podcasting again. Um, I said this on the last episode. I'm like, it's always something crazy. It, it really is. It's always something crazy. Things have, have gone awry, as they usually do. Uh, I got to give a shout-out to my boy, Jesus, at work, who recently lost a finger in the midst of doing his job. A whole damn finger. A whole the finger. The whole bitch is gone. Had, a, had an accident at work, and... Uh, an accident? He sawed that bitch off. <laughs> <laughs> Let's... It was a mistakes were made and he lost his finger. So shout out to my boy, Jesus as he recovers, but, uh, I've been having to work, um, a lot more, uh, that's an easy way of saying it. And, um, we're good. We're good. I'm just tired. And, uh, my Doom review is still coming. I know I was talking about it last week or when Doom Eternal um, Ancient Gods DLC 2 launched. Um, my my review is still coming. But I'm going to knock you out. <laughs> I sh- knew I shouldn't have given you that, Reese. <laughs> um, but... <sighs> you're like white chocolate. Anyways, things have been uh, a little strenuous. As as uh, you could probably guess, but I'm good, bro. I don't care about you, folks. <laughs> I know you're good, I, and I, I'm honestly I'm happy that that you're able to get more free time and stuff. Only having uh, one job now, so I'm happy for you. You, you still go fuck yourself. Um, mm. But anyways, we got a good podcast for you guys. We do, um, guys. We a do, really good real. podcast. Like, totally. We got some um, good stuff to talk about this week. Uh, we fucking mute that computer. Well, I didn't know what it was, bro. <laughs> See fewer notifications. Um, so we got some really good stuff to talk about. There's some fantastic news. But before we get into that, as per usual, let's talk about what we've been drinking and what we've been gaming and how life has been treating you. So, Bolts, how's life? Uh, what you been drinking and what you been gaming? Drinking, you know what? I haven't had like an, a drop of alcohol in like a month and a half, bro. It's crazy. Oh. It's crazy, but it's okay. It's all good in the hood. Um, drinking much of nothing, just here, there, and a few sodas, some waters, some monsters. 
that's how it is. Um, gaming wise, well, this past week I've actually been able to dive into gaming. Um, uh, of course, since uh, Microsoft has bought Bethesda, I've been able to download Dishonored. Um, I'm playing through that because I didn't play through it the first time. You enjoying uh, it? Huh? It's not bad. There's some things I wish I could. I, I wish that I could change. Um, you know, I'm, I like to play. If I could play stealthy, I like yeah. to play stealthy. And sometimes it's very hard to play stealthy on there. That's like a stealth game. Bro. No, it, it is. It is. But yeah. I mean, it's like I don't know what it is. And m- maybe it would be easier, like you know, Assassin's Creed, where you're able to use a sensor to find your enemies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I I don't know if that's later in the game, but how, there, how far are you into the game? Not very far. I think there is uh, okay. some powers that you can get to where you can do. That. So if but if I could have that at some point, because you know I got the mask and the mask that that should have been like a low level. You know, yeah. you use like three meters where you can sense around. Anything. Oh, you're playing Dishonored one. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. you've never played any Dishonored uh-uh. games. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, well, Dishonored 1 is good, but Dishonored 2 and that Dishonored DLC are yeah. way better than Dishonored um, 1, in my well, opinion. I, I, well, I wanted to play the second one, but of course yeah, I have to yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, you want I have to play the first one. First. Yeah. Um, I'm playing through that. Um, I was able to download NBA 2K21. Okay. Um, I'm playing that off and on, playing some Madden. Okay. Um, uh, yesterday, uh, Octopath Traveler, which was a Switch exclusive came to xbox game pass um i downloaded that it's kind of a it's it's an 8-bit uh jrpg um so far so good man i really cool. enjoy it man awesome um i think that's about and i'm playing call I, I'm, I'm diving back into call of duty so cool um but that's that's about it bro okay awesome man um well i am actually drinking some what is that gator uh what is this i don't know where i put what? the bottle i'm drinking some Gatorade? Gatorade. Uh, Gatorade. <laughs> oh my god, bro. <laughs> Are you serious? Gatorade. Jesus Yay. Christ, man. What's wrong with me? Gatorade? <laughs> hey, man. I was uh, never tired. Mind. Never mind. I can't do what I was no, going to yeah. say. Uh, I'm, I'm drinking some no Gatorade politics. Frost. <laughs> well, that's right. Gatorade <laughs> Frost uh, mixed with some uh, Captain Morgan's Pineapple Rum. Frost me, and it's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Man, it's the first bit of alcohol shit, I've had though. in a long time. Frost me. Frost me. I'm, gonna tell, my, I'm gonna tell my girlfriend that I'm gonna frost you later. <laughs> um, but as you guys know, I've been working a lot. Uh, but I haven't done, I haven't done a, a lot of gaming. Um, he has done jack and shit. I've been sleeping, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. But now, mind you, um, mind I leave. I always leave time for gaming. And the couple hours I usually wake up, like before work or before I go to sleep, I've been uh, gaming. I have bolts. I have fully jumped back into Days Gone, a hundred percent. Hey, you know what? Um, it's funny you say that because uh, you know, we have that little gamer Facebook page that we yeah. I, I don't know if you're joining it or not. Whatever. We have multiple little gamer Facebook pages around here, East Texas and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I've seen several, several people jump back into Days Gone. I think it's because of the PS5 update. Um, I don't know if all those people on that Facebook page have been playing it on PS5, but like it does 4K, 60 frames, and um, I'm really enjoying the game. I think there was obviously, as as usual, there was a ton of games that launched whenever it first came out, when it initially came out, and it kind of um, it kind of held me back from like really enjoying my time with the game. But I'm really enjoying it. Uh, 
going around, I guess going around and like scavenging and to, uh, bro, I'm going to tell you what bolts like, you know, at the beginning of the game, you see uh, like, you see a couple of hordes here and there, but let me tell you, I, I'm serious. When you come up, uh, uh, upon like some of the biggest hordes in that game, yeah, it's crazy, bro. It is crazy. I drove literally right past one the other day. And I mean, there was, they were all like piled up in this big pile eating all this, you know, obviously, you know, human flesh and just, I mean, and what's crazy is the pile that they were on top of. You can see blood and rib cages and stuff sticking you out. You zoom of it. in, it's like nothing but fetuses. <laughs> I'm like, oh man. <laughs> but they, uh, they were all piled up and stuff. And I went driving by and I like slowed down and like started shooting them whenever I was driving by. And they all, I mean, bro, it was like 40, 50 of them. In like like a hole. school of fish. It <laughs> was nuts. So they all started running behind me. And there was a big explosive box that was laid up against this rock. And I threw a, a Molotov cocktail at it and it blew half of them up and they were still running. And bro, just like the uh, exhilaration and stuff of doing that. Adrenaline. Oh, yeah. The adrenaline. It was so cool. Very but cool, I, bro. I've really been enjoying my time and it looks great on PlayStation 5. Like it, it really runs well. It's smooth. It should. Uh, visually fantastic. But they did a really good job on doing the update. Like, they did that update. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of PlayStation exclusives that they should be doing these updates for. Like, one that hasn't had that update yet is Bloodborne, which a lot of the community is like, please bring a PS5 update to this. At they, least get it. Oh, no, that frames. was Demon Souls. That was Demon, Demon Souls. Souls. Yeah. Okay. So, but I mean, Bloodborne is a beautiful game just in general, but it would be even better if it did at least an upscale to like PS, uh, to PS5 Are they going to upgrade God of War? They did. I know, bro. Just, I'm just fucking with you. 4K 60 frames now. 4K 60 frames. Now you can super, now you can super see the X, 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 X. Now you can, now you can <laughs> smell Kratos, which is something that so, supposedly Sony's working on for their new VR. They That's something we haven't had a chance to talk about. They had that an announcement that next-gen VR is coming, and the, the VR headset or handsets yeah. look more like Oculus yeah. handsets. Yeah, yeah, But for one, for, weird. But one of the trademarks was like smell. So I don't, I don't know what they're doing with that. <laughs> you got like then you have to run like a like an NG tube in your nostril. <laughs> Put these things in your nose and you can smell the shit in front of you on. <laughs> you're playing. You're like, <laughs> it's so real. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. <sighs> but uh, I've also I've been playing a little bit a very small amount of Call of Duty. Um, they have some new maps coming out, and a new map is coming to Outbreak. So I'm gonna play that. Um, <clears throat> been playing Fortnite as well, um, here and there, not much. Uh, but um, I did play the the Doom Eternal Ancient Gods DLC Part Two. Beat that, and it was great. Uh, it was a really cool ending and stuff for for Doom at this point in time, unless you know they plan on bringing it back, which would be fantastic. You, you can't leave Doom out forever. Um, but lastly, I've been playing Crash on the Run, which is a mobile. Uh, you know, you know the run games that they come out the, with the endless run games, endless run games. Um, but it's Crash Bandicoot, and uh, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Like it looks really good. I, I upgraded recently to the S twenty one Ultra. Oh. And uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just fucking with you, bro. Uh, and uh, it it's great, bro. Like the display on the phone is 120 hertz. 
Um, and you can get up to like 4K visuals on the phone. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's super clear. It runs super fast. All you the games. Got, you got Game Pass on there? I do have Game Pass yes, on there. Uh, Actually, good. I'm glad you mentioned that. I played Ori and the Will of the Wisps yes, the did. other day on it. Now, mind you, the one thing that I do did, have. Did you Bluetooth your controller or you? No, I was playing on. I just was trying oh, okay. it out. Okay. Um, but the one thing that I have an issue with. These phones have really large, you know, save data and, and yeah, you know, absolutely. hard drive data and stuff. I wish that some of the games that you could play on mobile, I wish you could download part of them to your phone so it, it could run better. Because I was running on my internet and, I mean, f- for the first five minutes of me playing, it looked great. And then I started getting lag spikes and the visual quality went down pretty bad because it's, you know, it's cloud gaming. Oh so no! Absolutely, I'm running from the clouds. Are, so. are, are you? And I and I guarantee you, a lot of this Game Pass is built for 5G. Also, do you have 5G? Uh, the phone is 5G ready, but Palestine doesn't does technically see, have See, 5G. I bet you, if you went to Dallas, oh yeah, no question. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think Verizon has certain areas around here that are possibly 5G, but I know AT and T in our area doesn't have 5G right now. So, the the phone is, as I said, 5G ready. Um, it just you know, I got to get my carrier right. to upgrade it. But I'm sure when that happens, I'll be able to play Xbox Game Cloud, Game Cloud Pass <laughs> Ultimate. Google. No problem. Google Stadia? Uh, yeah, goodbye, Google and Stadia. We know what happened with that. <laughs> um, but I've been playing that. And I mean, um, it, I mean, the phone is great. And it, it's really awesome on gaming. Um, and uh, I'll be doing a lot more mobile gaming over the next six weeks. So sitting in the office. Yeah, sitting. No, I was sitting in the car today. I, was, oh, I had like 15 minutes left. I was like, I'm gonna sit out here and play this. So um, <clears throat> my review for Doom will be coming in the next couple of days, hopefully. Um, and I'm gonna be sharing my thoughts as well on the new movie that's in theaters now called Nobody. Um, and uh, I gotta give shout-outs to. Um, uh, links and stuff like that for letting us check the game, uh, check the movie out. Um, it's got um, one of your favorite actors in it, um, Bob. Uh, what what is his name? Bob Odenkirk. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, which you know he's he's been in the Breaking Bad series. He's done all kinds of stuff. But it's like a dark humor. Uh, uh, you know, it's basically Tori. He's just trying to be a normal guy. And you find out that he used to be like, I guess, a trained hitman or something like that. But it's supposed to be like, so supposedly they're saying it's, it's pretty good. Um, so uh, we're going to go check that out, hopefully, in the next uh, like. Week. Well, uh, you know what comes out next week, right? I know what comes out next week. And I've been watching every movie before it like four times. Oh, have you? Yes, Godzilla comes out on the 31st. Yes. Um, Godzilla versus Kong. I'm very excited for it. Me and Dara watched Godzilla, and then we watched... Um, actually, we watched it out of order. We watched Godzilla, and then we watched Godzilla, King of the Monsters, but I kind of fell asleep. So I'm going to go back and watch Kong Skull Island, and then watch Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Very nice. But I watched that trailer today, Godzilla versus Kong, and um, I don't know. I'm... I think people are confused of how big Kong was in Kong Skull Island. Kong, you know, Kong is a big fucker. He's big. Like, wasn't there like multitudes of times that he was like standing over mountains, right? Yeah, bro. Okay, because like in this in the trailer, you could see that him and and Godzilla are pretty mu- almost the same height. 
Yes. Yeah, for sure. But, but then I think I saw some people on social media saying, like, did they make Kong bigger or something like that? But I'm pretty sure, like, he's almost the same height. He No, they they both are because they yeah. both had, had certain genetics done to him and so on and so forth. And, yeah, dude, no, they, they're, yeah, they're about the same height. That's what I was thinking. They're the same height. But, um, anyways, I'm very excited for Kong School Island. Um, and I'm very excited for some other stuff. And we're going to talk about those movies. Um, we're going to talk about those movies later on in the show when we talk about Disney Plus and HBO Max making uh, home theaters great. Um, so, let's get right down into the news. We got some fantastic news that I think me and Bolts are both pretty excited about. Now, this is a, a, a somewhat of a rumor report or possibly a on-track report, but it says, report says, Call of Duty returns to World War II setting this year. It says, Eurogamer has reported that Call of Duty is returning to World War II setting this year for its annual release with Sledgehammer Games at the helm. Sledgehammer! Yes! Let me say that out loud. <laughs> Uh, man, Call of Duty skipped Sledgehammer in the annual s- studio cycle last year when Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War landed with Treyarch and Raven, um, and which Sledgehammer helped here and there. Um, so this return would not be uh, wholly unexpected. However, the, if the rumors are true, this also indicates that Sledgehammer Games will be uh, tackling its second World War II game uh, project in a row as their last core title, Call of Duty World War II, uh, came out in what 2019 or 2018? I think it was 18, bro. Um, but I am so excited for this, man. Listen, I'm Liz, so excited. Sl- Sledgehammer did such a wonderful job on World War II. The storyline, the online mode, the um, the zombie. I mean, everything about World War II was just it's one of the best, one of the best Call of Duties that I, I've ever played. If yeah. if not the best, in my opinion. Um, cause every aspect of that game was just, it was great. Yeah. You know, it was just great. And, 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 and Treyarch and Raven with, 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 uh, Black Ops Cold War, they're doing a great job with that as well. Don't get it twisted. But, but Sledgehammer with World War Two, it was top notch. I'm ready to see where they're going to go with it. I really am. Now it does also say in this article, it says it is also going around that the setting could be in an alternate history uh, an alternate history take on World War II where the war never ended. Hey, that's cool, bro. Take it, bro. Yeah. Well, because it would be a, a, a man. Could you imagine a war torn world? Yeah. Between the powers of like of like Germany, United States, China. I mean, it would just be a it would just be a strong yeah. a, a battle between all of. I'd be where when you. I think you'd be in Japan. What I say? China. <laughs> well, I think more or less. It could possibly the. Um, this is how I'm th- figuring it. How cool would it be if it was an alternate world to where it was like World War Two, but it's like it's like past and futuristic merging. You know how like in the 1940s and 1950s, like jetpacks, huh? What? <laughs> I said like jetpacks. No, no. Uh, Exoskeleton <laughs> suits. But uh, no, like you know how in the 1940s and 50s they always said, oh, and you know in the year. Uh, two thousand. Right. We're gonna have so, flying so, cars. So, so, for instance, like you like know, Fallout. Like I was gonna Fallout say style, Fallout yeah. is completely based off futuristics and so on and so forth, built yeah. back in the forties and the fifties. How cool! That would be cool. Oh my god! That would be really. It would cool. be amazing. And then I think Sledgehammer would do an amazing job on zombies, no question. And if they followed along with the Battle Pass aspect that they're having now, of like all the DLC is free, and if you buy the Battle Pass, you get great stuff. <sighs> 
I am so down. Yes, sir. This is great news, and I hope it comes to fruition. Um, speaking of great war games, uh, Total War Rome Remastered has been announced with several improvements. So, Total War Rome, or Rome Total War, or whatever. Um, war Total of Rome. Was, was great. Uh, it came out... <laughs> It came out in 2004. It says this remastered uh, in the addition to enhanced visuals, original developer uh, creative assembly uh, with collaborations of Feral Interactive are working on adding uh, adding several modern features to the game's uh, mechanics to create a version of the game that is, that is supremely playable 17 years after its original launch. It'll have... 4K resolution with ultra-wide support, native UH, uh, UHD support. Buildings and objects uh, have been remodeled, and players can expect better effects with dust clouds and heat hazes and all this other stuff. Shiny goodness. So I'm very excited about this, but why? Oh, why is this not comedy console? At, Bolts has talked about this multiple times before. Strategic games like this, Ha, always miss the opportunity of coming to console, and, and I absolutely hate it. I'm 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 one of the biggest RTS guys out there, and and I built you be, before I played Doom and stuff like that. I mean, I was I was I was big into RTSs. I the original work uh, Warcrafts, which were amazing, Age of Empires all, all over the Stronghold, and of course you know the gym that has been around for for here recently is Starcraft, and it's been around for so many years. Um, Command and Conquer for on, on top of that, oh, well, Kingdom Country, RTSs are just are, are my games are, are just my 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 type of games. And one of the best RTSs, two of the best RTSs, excuse me, I ever played was on the Xbox 360, which was Lord of the Rings: Battle for Middle Earth. Yeah, and of course, Command and Conquer: Tiberian Wars. It, two of the best RTSs I ever played were on console. They're both made by EA. They were phenomenal. And and I wish somehow, some way, and even even now where we're able to connect a mouse and keyboard to our consoles now, this is a perfect time to expand the RTS universe. And I'm probably a fraction of the gamers, but I think it would be awesome. I totally agree. Um, and uh, it, it would be really, really great. It comes out April 29th, PC, Mac, and Linux. But they're going to release it on Mac. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't say Stadia. Um, oh man, I'm funny. just shocked. I'm shocked. I would love to see this game. I'm telling you, if it came out on PS5 and Xbox Series X, like I'd be getting a day one, no question. Bolts, no question. It is what it is, man. <sighs> For the, the love of the mm. RTS is, is is falling off, and and but but even they 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 even redid War. I mean Warcraft Three. I think it was. Um, they they're redoing the original Command and Conquer. Yeah. I just. May it bring it. Bring it to console. May it. Please. Um, so you guys know uh, how big of a fan I was of Ghost Tsushima. I love the game. Uh, I think Sucker Punch Studios is by far one of the best studios that PlayStation has under its umbrella. And uh, I, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. I think it was one of the best games I think I've ever played um, on a PlayStation console. Um, but we just got great news as of yesterday. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima movie is on the way from the John Wick director. Uh, it's the age of adaptations. And the latest game to film project in the works is Ghost of Tsushima, 
Um, and it is directed by the director of John Wick. Sony Pictures and PlayStation Productions are at the helm of this new take with Sucker Punch Productions on board as well as executive producers. As reported by Deadline, John Wick's uh, director, Chad Schellerich. <laughs> y'all, y'all, he's having a seizure. Uh, is set to direct... It's set to direct John. Uh, set to direct Ghost of Tsushima's adaptation alongside Alex Young and Jason Spitz um, as producers through their company, Eighty Seven Eleven Entertainment. On on the PlayStation production side, Carter Swan, um, Assad Quizbosh uh, are producing with Peter Kang overseeing the entire production. Uh, it says right here, uh, we're excited to be partnering with Chad and 8711 Entertainment to bring this vision of Jen's story to the big screen. We love working on the creative uh, with creative partners like Chad, who have a passion for our games, ensuring that we can create rich, adapt- uh, rich adaptations that will exceed our fans and new, excite our fans and new audiences. Um, and uh, he is the head of PlayStation Productions. Um, uh, so... This is great. Um, you know, Bolts, I think you and me talked about this when we talked, like when the game was coming out and when it was launching, you you and me watched the trailer and stuff. We were kind of talking about how cool it would be to see this as a movie. No, absolutely. And and they've got to find the right person to I, play. I, they they have the right person to play. Who? All the, all the, literally every person that played in the movie. Or every person that played in the game. It was, it was visual. It wasn't just their faces; it was their voices as well. Every one of those characters that voiced—I'm um, pretty sure, from my understanding—every one of the characters that voiced the characters did the facial capture for these characters as well. So, how cool would it be to see them on the big screen? I mean, that's just my opinion. I think it would be great. I mean, just make it literally get the entire cast from the game and bring them to the movie. Then you, I mean, you got a solid, you have a solid cast that knows the script. They don't have to relearn anything. You know, they've already got emotional connections with the character that they're playing. So, you know, that's just me. I mean, like, I don't know about you. I mean, I I didn't get to play the game, so I really don't know how well they did. Um, But if, huh? You're right. It's not on Xbox, (laughs) but we have Bethesda. You have Bethesda games I can play on my phone. Eventually, um, you better right, internet. right? Um, I, I didn't get to play it, so I don't know for sure how great the actors were. Um, but according to all the awards and everything that it received, it absolutely apparently was as good as as it was. Yeah. So if you can bring those those voice actors and and facial recognitions to the big screen, and they act like they're, I mean, and they can act, then then roll with it. Yeah. So, um. It just all depends, man. All just depends. Depends. I'm just saying. Diapers for old people. Diapers for old people. <laughs> uh, Bolts, you got the next topic. What is this? You know what it is. Hold on. Sorry, I was looking at top, top uh, Asian uh, Marshall. Oh, it's Mass Effect. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, guess what? Like, in like a month or so. No. Okay, so the next topic is Mass Effect <laughs> Legendary. Just happened, bro. Mass Effect 
Legendary Edition screenshots show custom Shepard improvements, which um, which is which is great news. Um, new Mass Effect Legendary Edition screenshots highlight custom Shepard improvements while showing different areas enhanced, such as lighting, textures, and all the goodness. Uh, while this particular Shepard was seen in full reveal trailer, oh, in the in the full reveal yeah, trailer, yeah. sorry, these direct feed screenshots offer a closer look at the Mass Effect One improvements. And let me tell you something: if you somehow, some way, go to Game Informer and look at the the screenshot side by side, just damn, uh, <laughs> uh, just, big improvement. And it's, it's, I sit here, I look at the first screenshot, I'm like, so this is what I thought was the best back on the Xbox 360. <laughs> We are so spoiled as gamers, bro. I'm telling you, bro. We are absolutely spoiled. The uh, the two new screenshots come courtesy of uh, CD Action, a, pol a, a, pol a Polish, a Polish <laughs> magazine. Uh, the images were upscaled in resolution thanks to Reddit U uh, Dalma 77. The first one, of course, uh, is a shot seen in the second trailer for the trilogy remaster, showing Commander Shepard with texture improvements, way better lighting, and a hairstyle that was first seen in Mass Effect Andromeda. So. Um, they're bringing hairstyles and everything from Andromeda to the first one. That's be cool. Uh, the hairstyle from Andromeda is one of the few new styles added to the character customization in the first game. Uh, you can make your own character, but it's incredibly limited. And I'm sorry, but it's time to admit something. You guys know my love for the trilogy and Jane Shepard. I guess that was his filmship. Uh, um, but it's time to be honest and admit that Femship was done dirty in the first game for damn sure. Let me tell you something. I played Mass Effect 1, I don't know, probably about, I think it was 14 times total. Yeah. And of course, I did I did it all the time uh, for different romances, different um, uh, 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 just dialogue and so on and so forth. Uh, but the Femship in the first one was probably one of the worst created <laughs> characters you could ever have <laughs> and this is even going to andromeda because andromeda was awful but the finship and uh, mass effect one absolutely what <laughs> taken from the words yeah. was done dirty um <clears throat> no matter how many different things we did to make her make her own she always ended up looking like a young joan rivers 100 <laughs> percent um now she actually looks like with uh she looks great with some variety yeah. Um, everyone should feel like they've made something special when they're creating their friendship. And, and of course it'll, it'll be better also for the male ship also. Um, but the, uh, uh, the second screenshot, uh, that they show centers around Eden prime showing off the deeper details in the environment itself, as well as some of the color colors and more dimensional lighting. Let me tell you something. This is going to be a great, great, great remaster. Cause just from the aspects of what we've seen so far, and it's going to be 4K, 60 frames per second. The resolution is going to be tight as uh, tight as hell. The frame rate is going to be awesome. The load times are going to be quicker. Um, and and just from listening to uh, people talk and, and and the developers and stuff like that, the AI is going to be smarter. It's going to be a little tougher. It's going to be. It's just going to be an overhaul. And they say remaster, but it, it, it's almost feeling like it's getting to a point of a remake. Um, and I absolutely cannot wait. I cannot wait for y'all to play it. I know most of y'all have played it. Um, but I am a little sad. They, uh, they are not going to have the pinnacle DLC because apparently the code was corrupted and they, it would take too long to create another one. So, um, it is what it is, but guys go look at the, uh, the screenshots, the side by sides, go look at the reveal trailers and, 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 and get ready for a mass effect trilogy playthrough, baby. Cause yeah, it's, it's coming. Be awesome. It's coming. It's going to be awesome. 
Uh, now, speaking of things that, you know, Bolts is excited for, I'm excited for this. Epic Games asks Fortnite players if they want Resident Evil, Grand Theft Auto, and more crossovers in the game. Fortnite has become the king of crossovers for comics to movies and even other games. The Battle Royale title has been seemingly limitless regarding where the online experience can take players. Uh, and in a recent email, Epic Games asked players what potential crossovers they would like to see uh basically in this email it says in the above image franchises like resident evil shrek grand theft auto spider-man dragon ball z and more were all represented um so in this email the characters that were represented it said out of the following video game players please select each of the uh of each one that you have definitely seen or heard of before ethan winters and jill valentine from resident evil the Tall Lady from Resident Evil, um, Mega Man, Spider-Man, Ryu, Batman, um, Sans from Undertale, uh, CJ from Grand Theft Auto, Ratchet from Ratchet & Clank, Scorpion from Mortal Kombat, Bowser from Super Mario, Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z, Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn, Joker from Batman, Joker from Persona 5, uh, Simon Belmont from Castlevania, Toad from Mario uh, Brothers, um, Alucard from Castlevania and Dante from Devil May Cry. Now, I literally talked about this on um, a recent episode of the podcast and how great it would be to see characters like um, the Dragon Ball uh, characters like Vegeta and Goku to come over. And I even said, it wouldn't surprise me if with the new movies like Mortal Kombat coming out, if we saw some of those characters and... With some of the PlayStation characters coming over, I could definitely see Nathan Drake um, and Aloy coming over. And they just recently, in Season 6, brought Lara Croft from Tomb Raider over. So the gaming um, aspect is obviously there. But I would love to see characters like Spider-Man. I would love to see characters you know, like um, Scorpion. And of course, I would love to see Resident Evil characters. Because if they brought Resident Evil characters over they did it at the right time when some of these new movies and series come out, then they can easily set up events in the game um, that would uh, work out perfectly. Now, the reason why I did say this in my recent YouTube video uh, about Aloy coming over is the new season is all about primal. It's like half the map has been completely changed um, and it's, it's more primal stuff. So you can craft weapons in the game, um, you can have access to, you know, arrows and all this other stuff. You fight against, um, you fight against AI that are, um, real crazy looking AI. And, um, as well as you can fight against, uh, animals in the game. You can fight against wolves. You can actually tame those animals. So how cool would it be if they did something like Aloy and bring her over? It would be like the perfect merger and it would be really cool to add in like an event that some of those mechanical animals, from Horizon Zero Dawn came over as well. But, of course, I'm more set towards Dragon Ball. I've said that from the get-go. They're bringing over all these characters. Why is Goku not in the game? Why is Vegeta not in the game? So, Bolts doesn't care about that, but I do. I'm loving it. Loving all the stuff that they're adding. Um, moving on from that. Now, this is something that me and Bolts have actually talked about for a good little chunk of time. But supposedly, the new Switch will reportedly use uh, NVIDIA graphics card chip. Now, it has been said for some time that 
the new Switch is going to be a upgraded 4K version of the Switch. It says, according to the sources, the new Switch model will support NVIDIA's DLSS, Deep Learning Super Sampling, for better rendering. This is in addition to previous reports that uh, the system will have an upgraded OLED display for even crisper visuals. Also included is that this new Nintendo Switch uh, will have a better CPU that improves memory and uh, a natural evolution for any upgraded piece of hardware. Nintendo has yet to comment on the recent months uh, over the speculation and GameFormer has reached out for a response. And this was done by the amazing Leona Roper, who also did the Mass Effect article. Um, but I am, uh, I'm not shocked by this. Oh, I, absolutely not. Um, and let me say something. Uh, Nintendo has been swinging for the fences since 2017, since they came out, since the, the Switch came out, and they have done nothing but hit bombs with it all day I'm long. Telling you. They Nintendo had, had come out swinging, and they haven't missed. The Nintendo Switch is such a great system. Yes. Even the Nintendo Switch Lite is great. You know, um, the, the, whole, the whole aspect of taking what the what the Wii U could have been and just modifying it and just making it just awesome. Yep. So um, hats off to you, Nintendo. And if you're coming out with the system with a, with a better display, better graphic, graphics card, look the hell out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, with, with and, and and while we're talking about this and everyone, we, everyone talks about, you know, console wars and so on and so forth with what, Microsoft is doing as far as buying companies and, and, and making stuff and so on and so forth. If Nintendo comes out with, with exactly what they're supposed to be doing, Sony better come up with something quick, man. I mean, yeah. I, and, and that's just, and, and that's just me looking at what Sony has been doing, what Nintendo is doing and what Microsoft is doing as far as what they're doing for their games and for the customers and stuff like that. So hopefully something big around the corner is coming from Sony. Um, but what Nintendo is doing, this is awesome. This yeah. is really awesome. I totally agree. And I hope all these rumors and stuff come to fruition. I hope they're all true. I hope the next system is um I hope the next system is better than the original cuz I think the original Switch was great, but the Switch Lite was was amazing. The yeah. Switch Lite no, is for, really for really real, good. Bro. For so real. if they have an integrated system that is a merger between the original Switch and the Switch Lite that has, you know, 4K and all this other stuff, how cool would it be to have like a a switch that you can put on the dock and have you know uh, 4K 60 frames, and then if you take it off the dock, it, it knocks it down just a tad, and still has 60 frames per second at like uh, you know 1800p or something like that. I was, and, I was gonna say 1440p. Yeah, 1440p. That's absolutely um, because that's the main visuals that's for, on for the Series a, S, correct? Um, it, I think it is, and and most. Most PCs that run over through gaming monitors run yeah. fourteen forty. Yeah, so um, it would be it would be really really fantastic mm -hmm. if there was something out there that can push the graphical limits of oh, all yeah. Nintendo games. Dock it up four K, take it out fourteen forty at yeah. sixty frames. Bro. That'd be amazing. That'd be slick. It'd be amazing. And supposedly this new new from what I saw, another rumor is that this new one is supposed to have a much bigger screen, um, so uh, than the Switch Lite. 
Um, but I think it would be great, and yeah. I know it would sell like hotcakes. Absolutely, bro. I mean, it's, no it, question. I mean, it, it is. Dest- I mean, it's not destroying, but man, it is. It is run. It, it picked up. Everybody loved it. It came back with the cartridges, which blows my mind that Nintendo can get the visuals in a cartridge that they can. That just still blows my mind. You know, well, like this right <laughs> here in 2020. Of course, that's when COVID was. You know. Really, really starting. It says in 2020, Nintendo Switch had already sold 6.92 million units in the U.S. alone, surpassing its 11-month total of the system sales in 2019 by over um, 426,000 units. Mm-hmm. So in November of 2020, they had already sold 6.92 million. See, wasn't it around like 2019, 2020, or something like that? They started releasing like Elder Scrolls and Doom and yes. a, a bunch of AAA titles yeah. from other companies that would have never released on a, a, an, another t- Nintendo console. Yeah. Uh, it says right here, um, <laughs> this, was done, this, this article was in February of 2021. It says since uh, its 2019 <laughs> launch, um, the smaller dockless Nintendo Switch has sold a total of 13.53 million units. So this was done in 2021, February 2021, and the Switch Lite launched in quarter three or quarter four of of 2019. So it at this point in time, I would think. A month away, it's it's almost. Uh, it says such volume sales, blah blah blah, which are recorded at thirteen million. It's almost. It's about to completely pass the entire lifetime sales of the Wii U. Wow! So keep rocking it. Keep rocking it. Keep on rocking it, baby. <laughs> um, all right. So bolts. What, sir? Bolts. Um, the next one is is pretty fantastic too. Today, Warner Brothers and DC have released the full first trailer of James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, and boy, does it look fucking awesome. Dude, I want that movie poster, bro. Yes, the movie poster is great. It does it look great. It's the fucking shark man. Like, now, wow. if you don't know, this, this Suicide Squad movie is somewhat, I guess, of like a soft launch of The Suicide Squad, um, but... It says the supervillains have a chance to get out of jail, but only by joining a super secret, super shady task force X. The team is made of Bloodsport, Peacemaker, Captain Boomerang, Ratcatcher 2, Savant, King Shark, Blackguard, Javelin, and everyone's favorite psycho, Harley Quinn. How will the collection of cons work together? So me and Bolts watched this um, uh, trailer and... It's great. John Cena plays Peacemaker, and it's basically Suicide Squad's crazy-ass version of Captain America. Um, and <laughs> right. it, it looks unbelievable. Um, it really does look good. The um, overall visuals look great. The overall, I guess, you know, style of movie looks to just be right up James Gunn's alley. And... Um, it's so crazy because James Gunn, you know, he helmed this and he's doing the um, um, whatever it's going to be called. Um, what did what did they say? Not Guardians of the Galaxy, but as Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, so 
He's going to be doing the the new Guardians of the Galaxy as well, um, getting back into his rightful place as the director of that movie. Uh, but Bolts, you watched it. You loved uh, what you saw. So what do you think? Um, to, to me, uh, with the cast of characters that they have um, and the way James Gunn came and brought in a different... Uh, to me, it looked like a, a completely different environment as far as the humor goes and so on and so forth yeah the, the the humor seriousness and so on and so forth um definitely looks like it's gonna be much better than the first one yes um i do love the choice of actors between between of course you know uh sylvester stallone which is the voice of king shark yes uh john cena yeah. who uh, who and so, he, he he's he says such a personality that it's just it's funny to let's yeah. to watch him act um, and of course, Idris Elba, uh, your that is truly your your star stud right there. So I'm super excited. I can't wait for it to come out. Um, and, and and go watch it, man. It'll be great, dude. Yeah, it's gonna be really great. As Bolt said, the cast is fantastic. Um, and speaking of like DC, uh, Bolts, did you watch um, Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League? Um, I did. What did you think? I did. About it? All. Now, let's compare it. All. Four hours. four hours of that. Now let's Listen. go. Let's compare the experience of that movie to the first cut, which was Josh yeah. Whedon's cut. Exactly. And if I could exactly remember what Josh Whedon's cut was about, then I could really compare it because I really didn't. I'm I'm not a DC guy, so a lot of the Justice League movies I just watch because it's it's superhero Nerd stuff. Culture. So, yeah. um, but I will say this: Zack Snyder's version was, in my opinion, it was awesome. Yeah. Full blood, awesome. Everything between, um, between Aquaman. Um, I mean, it was just. And let me tell you, I love the Flash's character. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he's great. It was so good all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, and and of course, I, to me, between the Flash and 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 the Aquaman, the, those two really made that movie go. They did. They and did. um, and, and don't get it twisted, Batman, uh, uh Wonder Woman, Cyborg. They, they 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 were right in their own mind, but it was it was so much better than the than 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 of course the first version. Mm. Um, but it was four hours. So as much as I as much as I complained about that time frame, let me tell you something. That four hours flew it, it flew by, but it was yeah. needed yes. because there was so much backstory that they could throw at us, and we could gather it all. Yeah, it was it was great. It was just I I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah. I really did. Um, I really enjoyed the film. Um, I was, uh, I, I can't say I was shocked. Um, it, it's wild how different the movie is. It honestly is wild how different the movie is. Ray Fisher, who played, um, Cyborg in the movie, mm-hmm. he totally got fucked over by Josh Wheat. Oh yeah. Uh, and Josh Whedon uh, or Ray Fisher said this, I think originally when after the movie came out and all this swirl started going around about that of the Zack Snyder cut and whatever, um, you know, he really got fucked over um, big time because like this movie um, has so much more of a of it was, a it was a character building movie that had a awesome climax and that's yes. exactly what it was and and in my opinion if you're gonna if you're gonna bring all these superheroes to get together you know for instance let's just take the marvel series the marvel universe 
Okay. In order for them to 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 bring the Avengers together, they had to, they they had separate movies for backgrounds for each of those. Yes. They really did they didn't have a background movie for the Flash. They didn't have a black background movie for Cyborg. They uh um not not so much for the Aquaman either. Mm-hmm. It was just like, hey, here come these people to be a, the you know the Justice League. Yeah. And 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 then Zack Snyder in the four hours he built five characters basically. Yeah. It was like here you go. It was great, man. Yeah. It was. Um. So, like, one big thing. If you haven't seen the movie, this is going to be some spoilers. But if you Harry, haven't seen the movie, what's wrong? Harry with Lennox. Um. Originally, he played um Calvin Sw- uh Swanwick uh or Swanwick Swanwick. He was a military of, um official in the Man of Steel and a senator in Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. Um. But this was actually big news for him. Um, when it came around to uh, Zack Snyder's version of Justice League, um, supposedly Zack Snyder always originally planned on Harry Lennox's character Calvin being Martian Manhunter in disguise, um, which makes so much more sense. Mm-hmm. It makes so much more sense. Like he's a Harry Lennox is a great actor, unbelievable actor. So, um, he was, when he popped up as Martian Manhunter, I was very overjoyed. I was really, really ecstatic. But what's great about this movie is just like what Bolt says, it gives such a better outlay of what is going on in this universe and what Zack Snyder originally had planned. And supposedly there really wasn't a lot of reshoots. Like, there was only so many actual reshoots done. Yeah. Um, And one of those was with Jared Leto playing the Joker, um, which that whole scene was just great. It really was. It was great. The the back and forth between Batman and the Joker and all this other stuff and this, like, alternate, you know, futuristic universe or whatever was just great. And, and, I mean, let's not forget the, the man with the plan... Uh, uh, below all of this, bro. Jeremy Irons playing Alfred. Oh yeah, he. Jeremy Irons is just a great actor. He's always general. he's always been one of my favorite. But oh my god, man, he is he's just great. Um, now there is all this stuff going on with Amber Heard uh, and um, uh, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, good lord, um, still going on. Um, you know, it is what it is. That's their personal life. Uh, a lot of people get really wrapped up in all that stuff. But I did love what they did. I mean, bro, the the you know the the flash forward type shit that Cyborg saw when they were about to bring Superman back to life. Yep. And he sees you know Darkseid shoot like they did the laser eyes yeah. with Darkseid, and they did all this stuff, and it was just it was everything I could have wanted. And I really feel like. The four hours flew by. And you at the end of the movie, bro, you see all... I mean, you see this shit. And then after all this, you hear Warner Brothers come out and say, you know, at this point in time, we're not like we're not going to make another movie in this series. But like at the end of it, you see Deathstroke talking to Lex Luthor. I know. I was like, yes. Yeah. You know, and he, you know, he finds out the identity of Batman 
and all this other shit. And you're, you know, if it would have originally launched like this, you're like, they're bringing out another movie. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be Batman versus Deathstroke. You know, they can introduce the Teen Titans into it because, you know, they already got Cyborg. Yep. And they just fucked it. But Zack Snyder, man, I, big hats off to you, dude, because I'm going to tell you what, I was very impressed with what I saw. And, and I'm very excited to this point. Like, bro, I, I got to say this, too, with Suicide Squad being the main thing we were talking about here. The, the scene with Batman and Joker, and Batman looks at Joker and says, you know, you know Joker's talking shit about Robin. You know, about how, you know, everybody dies yeah. because of Batman. And then he's like, what about me holding, basically saying, what about me holding fucking Harley Quinn while she's dying? And she's begging me, please fucking kill him. Please kill the Joker. Like, this is, oh, I man. know, bro. And he, and he like looks over at him. He's like, I am going to fucking kill you. I'm just telling you right now. I'm going to fucking kill you. It's a truce you. right now, but I am going to fucking yeah, kill and you. Then, and then, you know, Joker looks at him. He kind of laughs. He's like, you had me going there for a second. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, it was just great. It was great. I was so shocked. It was really, really good. So if you get a chance, I know we've kind of talked about spoilers. I hope we didn't ruin it for you, but go watch it because I think you will be really impressed. I suggest, personally, watch the first cut by Josh Whedon. Josh and, Whedon? Yes. And and and, and uh, be as confused as me and Bolts were when we walked out of the theater being like, what the fuck? You know, because there's a scene, I remember in Josh Whedon's version there's that scene to where batman's sitting at his desk and then like future flash comes up to him yeah you know and he's like yeah no uh you know martha's the key or whatever he said you know and he has this flash into the future or whatever else and you know it's just weird you see the dark side symbol the omega symbol and all this other shit but you don't see half the stuff that you're supposed to really see to make it make it to where you understand what's going on but anyways, watch Joss Whedon's and version and then watch Zack Snyder's I, I will version. say this. The one thing I do wish I could see more, or and, and it'll probably never happen, but I would love to see more Marvel and DC movies about the villains. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Because could you watch, could you see a, a, a you know, a, a, um, a trilogy of Thanos backstory? Yeah, it'd be great. I'm just saying. And supposedly, originally when Zack Snyder was first Helming the Justice League movie, after all this, there was going to be a Deathstroke movie. I know, and and I would just I would <coughs> love I, mean, I would love to see that. more villain movies. And I know everybody's like the villains are supposed to die and stuff, but that's not what I you know I just love to watch even Dark you know Darcy their his backstory. Why how, how did he become the man he is or the Rock or the being he is? Yeah. How powerful and so on. I would just love to to watch that shit. Um, Bolts, you got the next one. What is this one? Why do I always get the Xbox stuff, bro? Because you got better insight on, uh, on, on Well, sort of. Xbox Live is now Xbox Network. So we changed the name. So we went from Xbox One X to Xbox Series X. Xbox Live is now Xbox Network. Uh, Microsoft has done some light rebranding of Xbox Live. Microsoft officially confirmed that Xbox Live, the network that it, uh, that it uses um, for consoles and Windows 10, will now be known as, as Xbox Network. Yes, with a lowercase n going forward. Okay. But that's what Microsoft does, is makes, never mind, just nonsense of stuff. 
Makes words lowercase. Right, right. <laughs> the platform holder told The Verge that is doing this in order to distinguish the underlying service from Xbox Live Gold memberships. <sighs> Listen, okay, hold on. Before I continue on, Xbox People are getting confused or something. I, I guess I don't know, but Xbox, but Gold, Xbox Live Gold memberships. It just should be Xbox Live memberships because the gold part is almost null and void with the Game Pass. Yeah, it used to be understandable. Yes, you had Xbox Live, and then you had Xbox Live, and then gold. you could, and then you could download a few games free here and there. Okay, Xbox Live Gold is just it, it needs to go. It needs to be not just re, it doesn't need to be rebranded because it was fine where it was at. It needs to be remade because, like I said, like we said, the the addition to Game Pass. Like I said, it's just Nolan Void's Xbox Live Gold yeah. and those four games that you were able to download for free, which 95% of the time were not the greatest. No. So um, this follows Xbox users noticing the new Xbox Network branding on the console's dashboard. Okay. I, uh, I don't I don't I, particularly I, understand how people can get confused, I guess, because it says right now that Xbox Live Gold, uh, Xbox Live uh, Game Pass members are playing 20% more games than people that don't have Xbox Live Game Pass. And that's understandable because they're getting more games. And most of the people that probably have Ultimate Game Pass understand the the value to it. I just don't understand why they have to completely rebrand it. I mean, it's whatever. you know. You, it right. says that no. Xbox Live is not going away and the name is still going to somewhat be there. But like... How could anyone get confused? I mean, it, it well, it's com- no. What's confusing Xbox is, is the shit that you pull. Is the is the consoles, <laughs> the Xbox One X, One S, right? You know, but that's y- confusing. It it just it's to, to, to sum it up, the way it needs to be is ultimate Xbox Game Pass, uh, or just in all reality, let's just make it simple and say Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, Xbox Game Pass Live. Whatever, how you want to rebrand it with those two phrases and then drop everything else and then we can play online games, multiplayer, and and download games from Game Pass. That's where that needs to be and that's the end of it. Really, there should be no other BS. Now, this isn't too much of a a big topic to really talk about. It's more or less just an update. But you know how me and Bolts feel uh, about this type of stuff. It says, Turtle Rock Studios has announced that they will be delaying the release of the Left 4 Dead spiritual successor, Back for Blood, from June 21st to October 12th of 2021. It says in this statement, Turtle Rock Studios is working hard to make Back for Blood the best game it could possibly be at launch. And the team needs more time to do this. Therefore, we will be releasing Back for Blood in October um, on October 12th, and we thank our community for its continued support, and we are excited to share that there will be an open beta this summer. So, um, though it is sad that the full game isn't releasing, me and Bolts fully support this. 100%. And and going back to, let's first start with the beta. Um, the beta um, is going to be awesome. Um, I really hope that this game is somehow, way cross-platform. Um, bringing PC players, bringing console players together for a four-player co-op would be awesome. Um, second, uh, I wish they wouldn't have gave me an October 12th, 21 date. I wish they would have said Q4 of 21. Just, yeah. just be like, just hey, in case. Yeah, just hey, it'll be it'll, it'll probably be released Q Q4 of 21. 
holiday season. That yeah. would have been great. Uh, we're, I'm not really big big on dates, but if you got to delay it to make it better, delay it all you want, bub. So um, this this will be great. Um, and, and if it's anything like its predecessors, Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2, um, this is going to be fun, man. Yeah. Lots of fun. I agree. Um, so kind of sad news, but exciting news at the same time. The extremely energetic Akumi Nakamura has left Tango Gameworks and has now started her own independent Japanese development studio. In a recent documentary published by the YouTube channel Cutscenes, Nakamura uh, discussed her decision to leave Ghostwire Tokyo uh, Ghostwire Tokyo Studio Game, uh, Tango Gameworks after nine years and her ambitions for her new studio. It says, I really like urban legends and everything that touches the, uh, you know, touches that universe. Fringe science as well. Using science to solve ghost mysteries is one of my big things. She went on to say, arriving at the point, uh, it says, Nakamura rose uh, to prominence in June of 2019 following her passionate and warmingly, rece- uh, warmingly received Ghost Wire Tokyo presentation uh, at publisher Bethesda's E3 press conference, but she left Tango Gameworks just three months after this event. Uh, arriving to the point was like a long dive underwater. I had been ill for some time, she said. Nakamura rec- recalls how her seniors at Capcom would sleep under their desks to make games. They they were passionate to that point. And while this wasn't the case at Tango, the pressure of her work life there was negatively impacting her health. It says you can't make games if you're not healthy. I started wondering whether there wasn't a way for me to make games while feeling better. I took the decision to quit before it was too late. While it was really hard for her to leave Tango uh, Gameworks and Ghostwire Tokyo behind, she said, I still remember it uh, It was my own child. I had no meaning. Uh, the project had no meaning if she wa- wasn't healthy. Um, so... It says, Nakamura says that she received 2,000 messages on LinkedIn when she announced her decision to quit Tango, including messages of support, job offers, invitations, and uh, invitations to visit visit other development studios. Uh, It was a chance for me to travel and learn uh, what made a good work environment, so I decided to use my experience to open my own small studio and build my own IP. Um, Of course, there's a better language barrier, but... Even for someone like me who can't speak English, I want to speak with people who have the curiosity to learn and understand each other. If I can form this type of team to work on a new game, I feel that we'll be able to bring something new to the players. Uh, She said, if I had to compare myself to a Marvel character, though, I would go as far as saying it was Deadpool who left the Avengers. I want to make a game full of dark jokes, and I wish I could tell you more. So, I gotta say, me and Bolts were at the event um, when Miss Nakamura was on stage, and I, I will say, everybody that was in that um, presentation, uh, in that room during this presentation, everybody that was watching the live stream, just felt the positive energy and the charismatic energy that Miss Nakamura has. 
And uh, I think that she is um, a going to be a great driving force in the industry. She's going to be successful, bro. Yeah. She really is. And and the warm reception that she received at E three was pretty was 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 great as well. Um, but she will be a great success um, just from the stuff she has worked on previously, um, and 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 what she's going to do in the future. So I'm 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 happy for. Her. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she was at Tango GameWorks for nine years. Um, I think she helped with Evil Within um, and much more. I think she was the creative director um, or one of the leads on Ghostwire Tokyo. I still think the game is going to release and it's going to be fantastic and and good and all that other stuff. But you got to do what's best for you, man. You really do. You got to do what's best for you. So um, big shout outs to her and I hope everything goes great for her. So we're moving into our last topic of discussion, and it's not going to be extremely long, but Disney Plus and HBO Max is making home theaters great. But what will theater? Uh, but will theaters ever be the same? So I've had very um, a, a great time watching all these movies at my house. Um, HBO Max uh, has been fantastic. Um, it's been coming out with movies left and right. You know. Uh, Coming, of course, this next week, we got Godzilla uh, versus Kong. We got Mortal Kombat coming April 16th. We got The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It coming June 4th. Um, We got some other movies in the Heights. We got Space Jam coming out. Suicide Squad comes out August 6th. Uh, Reminiscence, uh, which is a thriller movie that has Hugh Jackman in it. I don't know exactly what it's about, but it's coming out in September. Um, uh, There's another movie coming out with... um, Uh, Annabelle Wallace I guess it's a horror movie it says by the minds of Conjuring and Saul and creator James Wan oh Um, James Wan he makes good shit uh, then you got the mini saints of uh, Newark Um, seems like possibly it says it's in the 1960s backdrop uh, around the Newark riots Okay. Um, then you have Dune which is coming out October 1st. I'm so excited for that, bro. I am so, so ready for Dune. Uh, King Richard, um, The Matrix 4, which is coming out December 22nd. I am so ready. I'm so ready. I hope to God. that that Listen, I, I listen. Uh, the no. way I, the 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 way the third one ended was one of those to, to me was a was a perfect ending. You know, it felt it felt a lot like the Mass Effect three ending whenever yeah. whenever Commander Shepard basically basically superimposed himself into the Reapers yeah. to calm everything down. That's what you know Neo did basically with the machines. Yeah. Um. So I'm kind of I'm kind of skeptical where they're going to lead to it. I, I just I just don't know, man. I don't know where they're going to lead with it. But then there's also. Um, there's not a date for it yet, but you got Cry Macho, which is a Clint Eastwood movie. It's based on the book, follows a one-time rodeo star and a horse breeder who sets to retrieve a a man's young son from his alcoholic mother and on the journey back forms a kinship with the young boy. Now listen, Clint Eastwood is a great actor and he's a great director. Great writer. So, all I, that I, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a, a really good movie. Um, but then you also, we got to think about Disney Plus. You know, you got all these Marvel movies coming out. Um, they just released uh, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, mm-hmm. which the kids loved. 
I mean, and honestly, it was a really good, visually stunning movie. I think it was, I mean, I've watched it and I, th- I think it was great. But then you have to add in the shows as well. You have to add in, you know, the shows like Mandalorian. You have to add in, um, you have to add in WandaVision. You have to add in the Winter Soldier. Um, uh, and um, so far, I'm having a great theatrical experience from home. Um, now, when we go see Nobody, uh, hopefully this week, it's going to be the first, it's going to be the first movie theater experience I've had in a bit. Um, what I miss about the movie theater is the kinship, I guess, is the, is the, um, the connection with people. You know, we always used to have that as like, a that was just the thing to do. It's a smaller town. You know, you got pretty much two things or three things to do. You can go out to eat, you can go bowling, or you can go to the movies. You know, unless you want to stay at the house. Um, so, going to the movies and stuff like that has always been a really big deal. Now, the movie theater is open here. Um, I just, you know, I'm watching the movies at the house. I've got a, you know, good setup, good surround sound, good, um, you know, TV setup. Um, so I, I just watch them here. Uh, but Bolts, you watch the theatrical experiences at the house, but you do like going to the theater. And I think you said you plan on going. It's, it's, actually, it's actually vice versa. Well, I'd rather go to the theater to watch the movie. Well, I, no, no, no. I'm saying like you watch them like, you know, if uh, like you watch Justice League at the at the house. Right. Or did you go? To- um, well, I couldn't find anywhere to play. Uh, was playing anywhere yeah. around here. So you watched it at the house. I had to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but stuff like uh, Ray and the Last Dragon, I saw in the theater. Um, when Mortal Kombat comes out, I will watch it in the theater. Uh, next week, I will go and watch King uh, King Kong Godzilla in the theater. I will watch Dune in the theater. It's just I, it's just one of those things. I I, I have the I have the same setup that you have. I have surround sound. I have a I have a, a, a QLED TV. I've got you know 4K out out the, out the I have a great setup as well, but the theater is just I, if I'm gonna watch a movie on the scale that is King Kong, on the scale that is Dune, on the scale that is The Matrix, I want that that four story by six story with there's multiple surround sound around my my you know I just I like that experience. Yeah, I love that experience. I mean, I understand that. I, I really, I, I honestly understand that. But like, do you? You know, at this point, you know, things are still kind of like locked back and whatever else. Um, theaters are taking a really big hit. With it all sucks. This is going on. So I like, hate it. Do you do you think um, do you think that theaters will be smart and adapt in the long run? What do you mean by I adapt? I mean, like they're going to have to like, for instance, the way AMC reacted whenever Warner Brothers made that deal and said, listen, you can go and see it in theaters or you can watch it at your house. Mm-hmm. AMC was like, well, we're not going to play your fucking movies. Well, and, and that's fine and dandy because there's other there's other companies out there. There's Cinemark, there's Regal, there's Studio Movie Grill, there's, there's your local movie theaters that will always play that shit. So AMC is just a small fraction of... Of the companies out there, you got Hollywood theater. I mean, there's just a small fraction. Yeah, and and yes, they will take a hit, absolutely. But for for what it is, I you know, unfortunately, it does suck that that most people that more people will not go to the theater now. You know, people that have kids, 100% agree, stay yes at the house yeah. and watch the movie, 100%. Yeah, but it, but if you're a movie goer and you like to watch the movies 
hey, go watch it. Yeah. Experience it. Yeah. It's not just, you know, sit at the house and your on your couch and watch a movie. If 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 <clears throat> whenever, you know, you, you watch a movie and for instance you watch in um say the one of the Avenger movies and it's the, it's the it's the all out battle with Thanos and then all of a sudden you see the spirals coming and then Doctor Strange and everybody walks through it that's an experience yeah. now now i will say the one thing i do miss about the movie theaters is the is the overall reaction of a big movie cuz like when we we saw Endgame um it was great it was great. Everyone reacted. Everybody was like, yeah, there's a lot of people that don't like that. But like you and me, I think for the most part, like if everyone is, of course, chill and everyone reacts at the same time, doesn't doesn't talk to the main points and whatever, it's great. But to me, I like the ability of being able to pick and choose. You know what I'm saying? I think it's really smart of these companies to finally get wise and realize like, hey, there's a very big possibility that things aren't going to go back to normal for a while. We can still make money. They're still making the same money. If anything, they're making double money because they're making these, you know, contracts with these streaming services. You know, like with Disney Plus, with, uh, you know, HBO Max and whatever else. They're making these contracts that they're getting money from people watching it. So, like, it's going to be easier for me and Dara to sit down and enjoy a movie uh, that that is you know the scale of Godzilla or Suicide Squad or Black Widow or Mortal Kombat, all these big ass movies, and we have kids, so it's much it's harder, you know, it's harder to get somebody to watch the kids so we can go and have a movie experience. You know, it, it's nice that I can pop some popcorn at the house, sit down in the comfort of my ho- own home, and have a theatrical experience. At the house without having to go through the whole rigmarole of trying to find somebody to watch the kids while we're at the movie and trying to make sure that like let's watch the movie let's get back you know we're at the we're at the house we can watch it right there but I do like the experience of going to the theater it it is really cool uh, like it's always fun going to the theater with you it's always like it's really really cool especially whenever we go to places like Studio Movie Grill and we get you know some food. And we're all set back in these nice, you know, leather chairs and all that other stuff. So um, I'm glad that the studios adapted to it and decided, like, you know, Marvel and Disney had been pushing off the Black Widow constantly. And then they finally were just like, okay, listen, we're going to bring it out to Disney Plus um, at at this point in time. Because we're still, like, they want to launch it. The main thing is they want to launch it across the globe. But... They have to do the same thing with movies like 007. 007 has not been delayed because of, you know, you know problems on set or whatever else. It's been delayed because they want to have it as a theatrical experience and 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 they say they want well we want everybody to go and watch it. No, they want the money from the theaters. Mm-hmm. You know, they want those giant box office hits and they want to rack in all that money. But be like Warner Brothers and just do it as a dual release. Release it at theaters that are open, you know, here and there, and release it on streaming platforms. You know, I I, I could totally see, you know, 007 coming to HBO Max and the theaters or wherever they want to put it. Paramount Plus. I don't care where they put it. You know, uh, Coming to America came out on Prime. It was exclusive on Prime. You know, it didn't have the best ratings, but me and Daryl watched it and we really enjoyed it. I like 
coming to America, the first one, uh, very much so. Um, and this this one was great, but I just that's just me. I think we're in a we're in a world now, and and before all this happened, before COVID and everything happened, I, I talked about this. I talked about being like I I don't like going to my local theater sometimes because there's sometimes it's gonna sound like an old ass man talking, but there's sometimes there's kids in there that are just fucking loud, mm-hmm. and it ruins the movie going experience for me. You know, how many times have you and me been at a theater before here in Palestine and you and me have had to tell somebody to shut the fuck up? Uh, many times, but yeah. that's why I go at 11 in the afternoon. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> that's the great thing about Palestine theaters is that there's sometimes we go and there's fucking nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, so we got the whole theater to ourselves. So anyways, guys, that's just our opinions. If you like our opinions, hit us up on Twitter or leave us a voicemail on anchor.fm forward slash second opinion podcast. The second opinion podcast is available on iTunes, Google play anchor FM and many other places. And you know, mainly of course, centerlinks.com. So make sure to check us out over there. Uh, thanks for tuning in and make sure to check back next week. No more taking breaks. Uh, <laughs> I don't care if I'm tired. We're going to record this podcast. So I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out. Peace.